Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you, like freeway fires or hypothermia or people in your house. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead, like school rules and vague recipes and dying on stage. Ugh. Man, I know some of those things. First hand. Yeehaw. Don't know why I did that. Nope. Should we play the theme song? We sure should. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeehaw. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do Did you guys, well, I know, okay, Chris, I, I'm pretty sure you have a uh, a, a story from the weekend. Uh, it was a holiday weekend. Garen, did you do anything special for the holiday weekend? I went to a Kings game. Is that hockey? Hockey, hockey game, Okay, yeah. that, that is fun. Yeah. does my, not seem like you. My friend works at Spotify, or for a part of Spotify, and they have a suite there, so she left me <gasps> three tickets. Ooh. And it was just us for... Probably the first five minutes, and then these three Canadian dudes came out of nowhere uh-huh. and sat in front of us and kept talking about. Well, they knew what they were talking. They were talking about I hockey. Get Canadian. Oh. We were talking about. I don't even know what we were talking about. Probably something inappropriate. And they were like, "Yeah, it's this other game," and they did that. I'm like, "Why? Shh, shh, quiet." <laughs> We don't want to hear this. We're walk- We're watching the game and talking about. I don't know what. You were the hag. Oh, I usually am. You, but you were like because you called that person a hag. What did you call oh, her? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I didn't really shush them. I was no. I'm saying you were their their hag. Yeah, because uh, like you were talking off topic. <laughs> like you loudly during at the Taylor the event. Swift, you had your hag. Oh man, and it's now full circle. Yes. So did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. It was a lot of fun. Have I you like ever it. watched hockey before? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from Detroit. I'm from Hockey Town. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, I, I don't mind going to see sporting events live. It's fun. Oh, it's that totally whole environment fun. Yeah. is really fun. It's just watching it on TV is usually. I agree. Not as fun. Um, but no, it was a good time. It was, the suite was really cool. And oh, fun. I had a couple of drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, Did they provide food in the suite? No. Mm. No. That's all right. But my friend took care of it. She was good. She was happy. She's a real day. VIP, she, your friend. She really is. Spotify. Yeah. 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 But it was a lot of fun. They good. lost. But, okay. You know, it's not about that for me. Just, Did you, you paint know. your face half black and half white? I'm assuming those I, are the king's colors, no? Sounds. I think so. Silver, black? Silver and I black, know. I think. I did, but it was unrelated. Oh, okay. Just, just <laughs> that was just already how he was dressed for the day. Okay. Yeah, a little something different. Sounds good. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Oliver was gone for a youth and government, youth in government. I never remember which one. It's like sex in the city. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like that, but it just... Uh, youth in government? I think youth, it's youth and the government. I think it's youth in government. I don't know. Uh, thing. He was gone for a few days, which was weird. So yeah. we had time alone. So we did things that we can't you know, do when Oliver's there. Sex on the kitchen table. Close. We went for Thai food. Ooh, hot. Because Oliver does not enjoy Thai food. And... Um, watched you know a, another yet another cult documentary because he does not like cults no we don't really usually watch things like that with him it's yeah too dark he's a child yeah which cult documentary did oh, you watch it's so good 
Escaping Twin Flames. Ooh, is it about cults of twins? Because I want to watch Oh, that. that would be awesome. It is not. Is this about the twin? No, no, no. Twin Towers? Yeah. I mean, Escaping, escaping twin, twin Flames. Do you want to keep guessing what it's about? <laughs> kind of. Okay. Escaping Twin Flames. No, uh, I have no more guesses. I'm writing about, this down. It's about this ridiculous cult where they... Uh, they um, tell you that, that you can find your twin flame, which is basically just another word for soulmate. Okay. And they, um, you know, shockingly, it doesn't work. So they go to extreme measures to make it happen. And okay. I won't tell you anymore. Yes. It is the sharpest of sharp left turns. Yes. Like you have, you cannot see this coming. It's so weird. It's a couple. And she becomes more and more in the background. Like literally sometimes yeah. she's just kind of in the background. <laughs> like as it goes on. And it's really upsetting. Where do we find this? It's not like oh, one of those YouTube things, is it? No. <laughs> I don't remember if it was Netflix or Hulu. That's okay. We can find it. Or We just, you know what we do as people, as humans? We just type it in. You just type it and in. And then it comes up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a few episodes. I love it. Yeah. It was. So anyway, that was our, that was our exciting weekend. That does sound fun. And But you guys went on a trip because you guys do things. So what happened? We do occasionally do things. So we went to Idlewild, California. Yeah. You've been there. Well, that's where you got married. That's where I got married. And so I know you've been there once, at Hi. least, for my wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, interestingly enough, we rented a cabin from the same rental agency where our house, our wedding house was. Uh-huh. So our key had a picture of our wedding house on it. Oh, which was fun. Did you keep it? The key? No, yeah. we didn't. Oh, we had okay. to return it. it. Just, you know, the daub or whatever it's called had a little picture. Uh-huh. And I was like, look, it's our wedding house. That's cute. So that was fun. Um, couple things of note. Yeah. Uh, no one really got injured, which was great. Good. Uh, we got there. Okay. So another family joined us for the first night just the mom and the son benji's really good friend guile and his mommy Angie. okay so they were only going to stay for one night okay and we were all supposed to leave at noon uh, to from, drive from la we did not make that happen okay. that did not happen um yeah because i think i was on the phone with you you were yes <laughs> yeah various reasons we did not make that happen. i'm gonna blame it on me it's danielle's fault yeah. she made me smoke Um, and, uh, so we got a little bit of a late start, so it was dark when we got there. Oh. You know, it gets dark early now, guys. Yes. So we get there, kids are immediately in the hot tub. Okay. There's a hot tub. Fantastic. Of course, all I care about is there's going to be a hot tub, right? So I make dinner, everybody eats, the kids are like, we're going to watch a movie now. So I say to Angie, let's go get in the hot tub. Uh Uh-huh. We did our work, we made dinner, now we get to get in the hot tub. Well, so we get our suits on. She throws a robe on. I grab a towel and throw it on and a little coat I have. It's 42 degrees. Keep this in mind. It's colder. It's night. It's the mountains. I grab this, you know, massive set of keys from Sven because there's multiple things we need keys for at this property. Okay. I say, okay, first let's see if we can find the sauna. There's also a sauna. Whoa. Right? I want to know where the sauna is. I say, we'll turn the sauna on. Then we'll get in the hot tub. When we're done in the hot tub, maybe if we feel like it. We'll get go in the sauna. get in the sauna. Okay. Because it's cold. We'll cool off. Blah, blah. All right. So it's dark. I grab a flashlight. We head outside. We realize when we're outside, the flashlight is one of those emergency crank flashlights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So she's cranking it to get this like, it's basically just like a glow. It doesn't really light anything <laughs> up. Uh-huh. So I go, I think I know where the sauna is. We walk up this path. Again, it's dark, so we've never seen the property lit up. We've only okay, seen gotcha. it at night. So we don't even really know how big it is, if there are other houses around. We don't know anything. Okay. But I still think I know this little outbuilding is where the sauna is. So we get up there. I have 800 keys in my oh, hand. For I'm going sake. through each key. You know, Finally, I get the, the door open. Nope, this is the art room. What? Yeah, there's an art room. Did you go to like a hospital? I think we went to like a cult compound. Yeah. So it's cute. It looks like a little like um, kids clubhouse. Oh it's gosh. like a little tiny building. It's very adorable. And it's got, you know, a little easel and some art supplies. It's small. You know, it's uh-huh. it's a very small little clubby house art room. I go, okay, well, this isn't the sauna. There's a building next door. It kind of looks like a little tiny barn. I go, maybe this is the art room. Okay. I look at the lock, but it's a combination lock. We don't have any keys no. for that. So I go, all right, this is like their tool shed or 
This I is don't where know. they keep the bodies. This is where, yeah, they take the skins off the humans. Yeah, right, right, right. And they have to dry them out, like jerky. Let the blood drain. Uh-huh. And probably where the guy who owns the property is currently watching us. Like, oh, he's, right. he rents out the house, stays in there, Has, watches us yeah, on the multiple m- cameras. Yeah. And he's draining the blood of the former people who were just there. Right. And just, you know, we think checked out what are actually having their blood drained. So I'm like, all right, not there. We walk down this hill. We're, like, going to walk around the far side of the house. It. I feel like... Every side of the house has 800 locked doors. So we're at each door with <laughs> every so key. Keep in mind, 42 degrees. Oh. We're not wearing, we're in our bathing suits. Oh, I mean, I am covered with a towel. She's in a robe, but yeah, we're getting cold. Right. Every lock, I'm like, nope, nope. Okay, this isn't the sauna. Let's try this next door. Nope, this isn't the sauna. How are this, there this many doors I, and properties on the property? I know. Okay, so we get to the back of the house. Finally, we're like, 20 minutes later, back at the hot tub. Okay. I'm like, you know what? I don't know where the sauna is. Let's just get in the hot tub. Right. Well, the kids didn't put the lid back on the hot tub. Uh, You know they didn't. Of course they didn't. They're 11. Right. They're like, dinner? Okay, bye, hot tub. Right. Movie? They're not not thinking. I don't know if I would have, honestly. I mean, but obviously that keeps the heat in, I'm guessing. That keeps the heat in. So I'm like, oh, it's like 85 degrees. I mean, hot tub's usually like 100. Yeah, right. I go, well, that's still pretty warm, right? I mean, it's 42 Uh outside. Right. That sounds good. And I stick my hand and I go, oh, it doesn't feel very warm. Uh Uh-huh. Well, let's get in. So we get in. Immediately, I'm like, this water's cold. I'm cold. However, I'm like, I guess it's warmer than outside. And we, you know, we press the button to turn it up. I'm like, it's going to warm up really fast. But I'm literally curled in a oh, ball, no, shivering, shivering in the corner, like shivering. So we start trying to talk and like act like we're having a good time and just talk about things to distract us from the cold and thinking it's going to warm up in really fast. Does not oh. warm up. And I'm like shivering while I talk like this uh-huh. to her. She doesn't seem to be shivering. I don't know how uncomfortable she is. But I I don't know about you guys, but if I get cold, it's really hard for me to warm back up again. Like, yeah, once I mean, I'm cold, it's like, okay, I'm cold now. Right. So I don't know. I think we were in there for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Why would you suffer for this long? I don't know. I guess I kept thinking, I am the problem. I'm not getting warm. This is my fault. Something's wrong. Why won't this hot tub get warm? And I in my head, I kept going, maybe it's getting warmer. Maybe if I just like move against these jets, it'll get warmer. And then finally right. I was like, Angie, I don't think it's getting warmer. I think I have to get out. The air's still colder, by the way. Right. And so we have to get back out in the 42 degrees. Oh, and I'm shivering. And it's brutally cold. Like, it's Jesus. so cold. So I like jump out. I put on my towel. I run back inside. I, I, I can't even mean that. I'm like, I have to just run upstairs. And so I run upstairs. And I turn the bathtub on as hot as it can go. Yeah. At this point... My body's shivering so hard, I'm like bouncing up and down oh my God. on the bathtub, like and going, uh, 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 Chris. uh. I think I maybe guys had hypothermia. How are close you to serious? You? How what? How close to burrowing were you? I was like looking at the cupboards. You and were <laughs> naked, right? I, I was naked, and Alex came in and she she what's funny, she opens up the cupboard and she goes, Look, mom, you can climb through this cupboard and get to your bedroom. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. This is Narnia? What the fuck? <laughs> and what but she's this? like, Mom, are you okay? And she goes, Oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, No, I'm not. I'm not okay. And she like started taking the hot water and putting it on my back. Aww. She was like, What's the worst part? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not okay. Like that's so Alex. What's the worst part? Yeah. <laughs> that is so Alex. She just wants to know what what she can focus on. That's the worst. <laughs> but she helped me. She did put hot water on my back. So how for how long were you shivering? Probably another 25 minutes. Oh, my like, God. Even when the water was hot in the tub, I couldn't stop shivering. Wow. Like, my whole body was shaking so hard. I but couldn't... your friend was fine? Yeah. Huh. I mean, she said she was cold, too. But, like, she went and took a shower and she was seemingly okay. Wow. It was... That's scary. Painful. It sounds painful. So that was a dumb thing that I did. Oh, wait. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. So my mother is torturing me from the dead. So she... (laughs) Okay, so Thanksgiving is next week. Yes. This week when you're listening to this. And... Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. So my cousin asked me to bring my mother's vegetarian stuffing. And I'm like, great. uh, I don't know how to 
do that. I, I don't have a recipe. Oh, she for doesn't. That. She never wrote down any of her recipes. So she says, "Oh, my friend Amy has it," because Amy had asked for it. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. So I email Amy. She's like, "Oh, yeah, I think your cousin gave it to me." Oh, I confused. I thought my mom gave it to you. I don't understand. Oh, I found it. So she sends it to me, and it's um. Maybe I should just read it to you. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So this is the recipe, I guess, as my mother wrote it. All right? Yes. Mrs. Cubbins cornbread stuffing, follow basic oven directions. Okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Coat, basic, coat baking dish with melted butter. Okay? Okay. Chop celery, sh- shallots, green apples, mushrooms, canned or bottled chestnuts. How many of each? Oh. Any measurements? Nope. Nope. Uh, heat saucepan, vegetarian or chicken broth. How much? Anyone want to guess? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Orange juice. Anyone? <laughs> Just orange juice? Add any amount? A gallon? A teaspoon? Who knows? Um, melted butter. Again, how much? A dash? Okay, dash of dry white wine. I think I can figure out. Yeah. And then she says to liquid measurement. What the fuck does that mean? Tie fresh poultry herbs in a cheesecloth. What are fresh poultry herbs? I, I would guess that's thyme, thyme rosemary, rose- basil kind of thing. Okay. Uh, in a cheesecloth. Anyone have a cheesecloth? I guess I can find one. Add to liquid. How much liquid? What are we? Is this being is this... made in a vat in a saucepan? How much is happening oh here? Oh my god! Don't add until mix until ready to bake. How do I know when it's ready to bake? Three hundred fifty degrees. How much time? No one knows. <laughs> no measurements. Hilarious. No yeah. specifics. Yeah. No. It is oh, so my mom. I can't hilarious. even tell you. And and it's this is how we are such opposites. So I would say to her when she would occasionally give me a recipe, you know, I'm not a big cook, but she would I would say to her, okay, so how much of this? And yeah. she'd go, just use your judgment. And I'd say, mom, I have zero yeah. judgment. I don't know anything about cooking. Yeah. This is not instinctual to me. Right, right, right. This is right. following, this is, a, yeah. this is the Legos give you which... Step one, put the Legos together. I can do it. I can follow steps. I don't have... So I'm just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to end up with um, a a, a quart of orange juice with some some croutons floating in it. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. That's hilarious, Danielle. That recipe is so It is so so my mother. It is so my mother. I mean, I get the vegetables you can eyeball or whatever. Yeah. Liquid? What? How much orange juice to put in? Hilarious! I don't know what the consistency is supposed to be. <laughs> it's, it's stuffing, right? It's stuff. Well, it it's, only, not gonna, it's not going to go in a bird. I mean, no, it's, but I mean, it's not. It's supposed to be like yeah. a yeah, solid, not a, like yeah. a solid. It's so not it's a like a solid. solid. Right? It only like it do. only makes sense if you're already <laughs> such a per. You're like you're already a cook enough that you know amounts enough right. to know. Like this is why I have no yeah. You know um plan of action in my life because my mother never there were never steps to do anything it was just like it'll work out yeah like this is not gonna work out also it okay it felt it feels like the doing the technical on greatest great british baking show (laughs) when they're like (laughs) i don't know it just says bake but baking is math do you know what i mean like cooking is no i'm just saying when they do the technical they purposely leave out most of the directions okay okay it's it's something that the judges have set for them everything else is their creativity but that thing is like okay you're gonna it'll say like make a cake yeah and they'll be like and they'll look at each other like okay i guess we've got to make a cake and then it says like three more directions and it it, says put in the oven it doesn't say how long or yes this is what my mother is doing to me (laughs) she's like she's making a reality show for you yeah I'm like, you know what? I couldn't just stick with the pie. I, yeah. I know. But then I realized yes. my mom always had this thing about, I don't bake. Like, And I always thought it was some backward feminist thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't do that. Like, I'm yeah. not, you know, like Hillary Clinton, I'm not home baking cookies. Right, right. Even though she cooked. So yes. that's how I always interpreted it. She never said that. That's just how I interpret it. Now I realize it's because she doesn't want to fucking measure. She doesn't want to follow the rules. She didn't want to fucking follow any yeah. rules. yeah. It was only. It's a totally different beast. They're two totally so, different things. We're yeah. just such different people. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's you know, she's I guess more artist, more artistic flair. She can just figure things out. I'm like, I don't know anything about food. I just can follow a recipe. Yeah, that's it. 
Anyway, so um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Let me pour you a glass of of stuffing. (laughs) Well, can I offer you some a solution potentially? Look it up online. I would just do. I would do Martha Stewart vegetarian stuffing. Well, everyone is expecting. They're not going to know. They're not going to know. No, they will. It's going to be so like. Here's what I would say. (laughs) Look it up, and the ingredients are going to be very similar. I'm gonna. This is what I was gonna do. I was gonna look up stuffing using orange juice. Just, I mean, she's always done that. She's. I. I yeah. used to watch her make it. I didn't like take notes, but I know that that makes it moist and nice, and yeah, and it's delicious. Her her stuffing's delicious. I'm gonna look it up and see is there anyone on earth who makes this kind of stuffing, and then see if I can find some. There'll be a similar. There'll be a very similar recipe you can find. I have a. I have a plan. An alternate okay. plan to googling this. I know you're supposed to be going out of town. But what if Benjamin just stayed with me and helped me? <laughs> <laughs> and he comes to our Thanksgiving. He, there's a, there's a uh, trampoline and a dog. I he, the trampoline. He is. I mean, can you offer him an, any fishing? Oh no, I don't know. Then I don't know if he'll do it. Are we ready for? Sorry, I got schmuckus on my. Okay, are we ready for? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can I just bring green? Are we ready? You can for- do whatever you want. No, uh-uh. I have oh. to bring what I'm told to bring. Oh boy. I, trust me, I have to. Okay. Um, I is this the cold house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's where my mother's service was. You okay. were at that house. Well, and wear, it is wear a sweater. I always dress extremely warm. Okay, good. Um. Okay, are we ready for today's topic? I am dying to know how to survive vegetarian stuff <laughs> this, it will kill me it will kill me maybe i should just get like three boxes of mrs cubbins so i can keep tr- trying it or something what's mrs cubbins oh mrs cubbins is just like the bread the dried bread it, oh. it's like how you make stuffing got it got but it you know what i don't know if that's vegetarian i'm gonna look at the because all these years i don't know if it's actually vegetarian there could be some crap in that my mom wasn't reading because you know she wasn't exactly into details well and she also with the whole like beef broth or she was like chicken broth i know i didn't understand that vegetarian broth yeah i was like what is she what has she been sleeping kind of what kind of meat she been sneaking into this stuffing is the recipe just on the box for the no it's definitely something different okay it's definitely she's just using that as the base as as my mom would say and then i doctor it (laughs) she would always say and then i doctor it yes okay are we ready to learn how to survive someone secretly living in your house. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I've got chills. It's called frogging. <laughs> P- Sorry. P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. It's it is? It's called frogging because people leap from one like house to another. Oh, my God. Or, or alternately, because I kind of heard it desc- or saw it described two different ways, one place in your house to another this is like a horror film it is i know oh my god i know they live in your walls so this is the reason why i thought of it was because there's a tv show on lifetime of all things but you can get it on i don't know i watched it on some cable i mean some thingy but it's called the show itself because i took a picture of it and sent it to christine once again i'm not ready okay the show itself is called Frogging Hider in My House, and you can find it on TV. So I <laughs> did watch it, but not until after I'd done the research. Find it on your local you can, TV. You can find it on your TV. There's those directions. Find it on television. I'm becoming my mother. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Just do what it is. It's on your TV. Just, just move the antenna until you get it. <laughs> Click the clicker until it gets there. Frogging is when somebody secretly lives in another person's home without their knowledge. The name comes from the idea of leapfrog with the intruder hopping from place to place like a frog, whether that be someone's basement or attic or crawl space. Oh, God, I'm so scared. As if the idea of someone breaking into and burglarizing your home isn't enough, the thought of someone breaking in and staying hidden for a long period of time while you're unaware is something akin to a horror movie. While squatters occupy abandoned properties, froggers may instead target well-to-do vacation homes that are left empty while their owners are away, or even primary residences that are unoccupied while the residents are on vacation. Um, But the stories I'm going to tell involve the people being there. (sighs) While the idea of frogging may be stronger than 
stranger than fiction to most. There are preventative measures you can take if you're afraid of a secret intruder. Yes, I'm very afraid. Yes, I'm glad I added something to your list. How? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Once in a while, I knock something off the list, so it's good to keep it, you know, keep a fool. Yeah. (laughs) How to tell if someone is in your home. Everyone gets spooked from time to time. Some people are even firm believers that their houses are haunted. But if there are more physical indications that things aren't right, you'll have more to worry about than just ghosts. Here are a few signs that a frogger may be present. You hear strange noises. Things have a tendency to go bump in the night, from creaky stairs and floorboards to tree branches hitting your windows as the wind blows. But if there are frequent and unfamiliar sounds, even in the daytime, it may be time to investigate. Oh, like scratching on the walls. Uh (laughs) (laughs) These noises could be anything from a loud thump to the tinkling of glass breaking to low music or even what you think sounds like a muffled voice from within the walls. God. You notice things are missing or moved. No matter the size of your house or the amount of stuff you own, odd things are bound to disappear now and then. However... If a large amount of your belongings is vanishing without a trace on a regular basis, whether that be food, clothes, money, or expensive electronics, you have every right to be suspicious. <laughs> just TV's gone. They're just like selling things on the black market that is the inside of your walls. There's like other people there that they're selling shit to. I mean, where are they going to plug it in? They're setting. Up, they're, they're they're having an electrician come do work. <laughs> When you're gone, when you go out for the day, they call the electrician. Why is the cable guy here? <laughs> Again. If you leave objects in one place and find them in another long lock, not long after, or if you notice things like cabinet doors open, books rearranged, <laughs> I'm mean, just fucking with you. But that's my whole life is objects that right. I thought were, were in one place are now in another place. I think, I don't know if that's a good indicator for me. Right. Well, what if furniture shifted or appliances left on that you swore you turned off then it's possible an unwanted guest has been moving throughout your home. Your pets are on high alert. Animals have a way of detecting things humans can't. Sometimes a cat will mysteriously meow at the ceiling or a dog will bark at an empty yard. Oh, geez. But animals do have heightened senses, especially sight and smell, and will usually alert you if they feel something in your home isn't right. If there's a particular room or space in your house where your pet is most antsy toward... It might be worth checking out. Oh or my in my case, burning the house down. Yes. Right? <laughs> Moving. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are good. You have dogs. We got everything. Yeah. And I mean, Sally will bark if, you know, a, a leaf drops. Oh, so I mean, the, the, the wind blows and Sally is on high alert. Yeah. Okay. You feel as though you're being watched. <laughs> Sometimes you get a strange feeling that you just can't explain. It's common to feel the hair raised on the back of your neck, chills down your spine, or goosebumps on your skin every once in a while, particularly if you're alone. But if you have a feeling you can't shake that you can't chalk up to paranoia, it's best to go with your gut. There are a multitude of ways to protect your home from harm's way while you're not there, from installing indoor cameras to door sensors. The more secure your home is, the less likely you are to have an unwanted visitor. If you have a vacation home and leaving it empty while you're away gives you anxiety, consider utilizing a vacation rental property management company oh, that's a good idea. to rent out your space while you're gone. Or you know what I was thinking would be a good idea, Danielle? Yeah. Just to be safe, um, get like long swords and just like stab them through your floor in- into the, oh, yes! like if you have a crawl space or yeah. like through the walls. I like all these ideas. Stab, 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 stab. You know, there might have been someone in that sauna with you, just saying. I mean, it was a big barn. That, that yeah, that is true. There were a lot of locked doors on that property. It's weird. Froggers who target empty houses. Um, Padre Island, Texas, is a community. But this isn't my story. Is it? Wait, hold on a second. Okay. Froggers who target empty houses. Padre Island, Texas, is a community with more than most. I've been there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a party party island. So it's it's an actual like you take a ferry from Texas mainland to. I can't remember that part, but I do know that it's like it's like Daytona Beach. Okay. Hard, hard party. How did you end up there? I went with a group of girls when I was like twenty one. Oh okay, all right. It sounds like something bad happened. It's a place you go to do a lot of shots. Oh, okay. At did bars. you save someone's walls? I <laughs> we couldn't afford a hotel, so we just stayed in the the walls of a hotel. That's the other thing that happened. Airbnb walls. <laughs> um, uh, the more than most has experienced cases of frogging at the hands of strangers. 
The barrier island on the southern coast of Texas has lots of homes that serve as vacation residences and attract froggers who look for temporary work in industries like construction. Um, they go around at night and they look for a house where there are no lights on and they find a way to get in. The only way you know they are there is that you see them coming and going and they are very careful about that. Unlike squatters who occupy empty properties, froggers take the risk that homeowners might come back any day. On one occasion about three years ago, a local man who worked as a contractor in Saudi Arabia came home early to find two men and four young people living in his house. Uh, in another case, a woman came back to find a family had moved in, clothes and dishes and all. Whoa. This, I mean, this is just ballsy yeah. shit. Such cases happen once or twice a year, sometimes more, he says. Uh, such cases happen once or twice a year, sometimes more. They don't generally trash the place. They just are trying to hide. Outfitting properties with cameras don't necessarily work. Um, in the case of the contractor, the Froggers had figured out where all the cameras were located and successfully avoided being caught on video. Oh, boy. Most Froggers live by a certain set of rules to avoid detection. The three foremost are they don't leave messes behind. They clean up after themselves so they don't leave any traces of their presence. They avoid stealing, at least beyond consumables like food, water, and basic toiletries. Okay. They avoid any confrontation or interaction with their unwitting hosts. Frogger etiquette. Yes. Not every frogger follows these rules, of course, but the most successful ones do. Uh, well, if you're going to be a frogger, be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. How to handle froggers. If you encounter a stranger in your home or rental property or office or anywhere else, retreat and call the cops. An intruder is an intruder no matter how cute their moniker is. But you should also take steps to prevent froggers from moving in at all. That starts with changing the locks between every tenancy, if you're a landlord. But if it's Texas, it's stand your ground and you should just shoot them in uh, the face. A hundred percent, yeah. Except it's your house, so you're going to have a mess to clean up in your house. You may mm. not want to do that. Good point. And periodically changing your own locks as well. Don't leave your home or properties unlocked while unoccupied. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. You can also explore cameras such as Nest Cam. Just beware that you can't leave your indoor security cameras running in private rental units, right? After renters can move in because then you're spying on the people in your home. Oh, right, so right, that, right. Yeah. I always kind of get freaked about that in Airbnbs. I'm like, are they watching us? I guess it's a valid concern. I mean, it's obviously completely, maybe we'll do a How to Survive B&Bs episode. This Airbnbs. did happen. Can I share it real sure. quick? So when we were in Portland once... We realized that the guy who we rented from was staying in the basement. Wait, are you kidding me? No, I'm not. And were you with Sven? Yeah, me and the kids. Sven and what? The kids. And ha we didn't know he had been staying down there, or it was there was an RV in the driveway. He was either in the basement or in the RV. We weren't. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the basement. And the the thing that made me feel so awful was like. I the whole time we were in the house, I was like, man, this place has sad divorce dad energy. <laughs> like I was just ripping on the guy because it was like definitely he was a single dad. Right. And that was where his kids would come stay on the oh. weekends. But like the bedrooms upstairs were like there were a couple of kids toys, but it was like there was no nothing on the walls. I was like, God, this feels like how it was when I stayed at my dad's, like mm. where you go and you're like, I just wish I was back at my house with my family. Like, yeah, it was real sad dad energy. And. I was just talking about it way right. too much, but like I didn't realize he was. Well, you can't I mean, in the house, but also he shouldn't be. Of course, he shouldn't be. So, how did you find out that he was in the house? I I guess because we couldn't, we kept not being able to get the TV to work because of some password, and then it was somehow revealed to us that he was in the house. He just came upstairs. Let me take care of that. It wasn't that. I, I'll have to ask Sven how we realized it. So and you never actually saw him. We never actually saw him, but it was like, oh, he's downstairs. That's, that's I hope you asked for your money back because that's fucking crazy. I don't remember what we did. That I, I got to get the full story from Sven, but I just remember the feeling of like, oh, I'm so, I can't wait to get out of here. This is not okay. Okay, that's fucking crazy. I do have a couple of stories. This first one, I did the research first, then I watched that show. The very first episode happens to be this story. I can't wait. The on the show there was a lot more detail. Okay. So I'm 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 probably gonna watch this tonight after I have a gummy because then it's so, gonna be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just give you a little backstory that's not in this story, but according to Okay. So according to the TV show, mm -hmm. this couple was experiencing really weird things the woman the the husband did not believe her she was like there's weird noises going on um she found her 
her um, camera light uh, yeah. from her computer was on at one point. Um, you know, like watching her. Oh, things were missing. Yeah. Um, and she was like, they were getting fights because she he wouldn't believe her, and so it was this whole thing. Okay, so that's, that feels so trope uh, like uh, yeah. such a trope from an actual horror movie yeah, it where it's totally, like the woman is like these things are happening right. and the the husband or the the expert is like you know you're you're just stressed and right. you're depressed and you need to meditate right so it's this man <laughs> and this woman and his kids i mean they're married but yes. they're his kids from a previous marriage that's not even important but so this is where it starts oh, it gives me you know what it layers yes for me and she's she's really pretty oh um when Brittany and James Campbell returned to their home in Honolulu, along with their two young sons, on September 20th, 2019, a bike sitting outside immediately clued them in that something wasn't right. Mm. Now, uh, now understand, this is after she's been saying, like, something yes. is going on here. Is this an e-bike? Just more for, <laughs> for coloring the story for me. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was a mountain bike. I don't okay. know. James, 36 years old at the time and a member of the U.S. Navy, went to open the front door of the home, only to find that a stranger was on the other side, forcefully pulling the door closed. Oh. A lo- as local station KHON2 reported, James managed to get the man, 23-year-old Ezekiel Zayas. Ezekiel, yeah. Ezekiel, spelled with an E-Z. Whoa. That's weird, right? Isn't Ezekiel, is that, I don't, just, I don't know how right. it's usually spelled. Oh, I know what's weird. There's a Q-U. Oh, oh yeah, I think that's the weird part. I'm guessing it's Hispanic. Okay. So that's why the QU. Okay. Um, Out of the house by yelling at him. Uh, The police soon arrived at the property, but but after Zayas was arrested, the Campbells realized the true extent of the damage he had caused. Everything was torn apart. Things were put on display and kind of organized, but chaotic at the same time, James Mm. said. Um, As they show you in the TV show, it was all all of his electronics. Like he had a bunch of music equipment. Everything was like laid out. The Campbells also discovered disturbing messages from their unwanted house guest. On the family's computers and counters, the Campbells uncovered a series of terrifying notes from Zayas. The notes mentioned bizarre surgeries and a Whoa. desire to turn the family from omnivores to Ezekiel's. So he wanted to eat the family? Or he wanted to... It's, I'm, I'm, he wanted to perform surgery on them. Oh boy, this is very disturbing. Yes. <laughs> It was, oh my god oh my god i thought he was an aspiring dj <laughs> this is really changing the story no it was <laughs> for me it was strange and he wrote about wanting to perform surgeries on us and transform us and stuff like that said Brittany. jesus chillingly when the couple checked their bedroom they found knives scattered about oh, they Lord. even discovered diary entries written by zayas about them zeke as if he had been watching them for a while before covertly oh moving my in God. Oh see my God. i don't know if i still don't understand if he was watching them i think he was i mean he was clearly already in the house because he knew things about them so he was He's, or maybe he was just outside i don't know he violate oh no because her camera was turned on he'd been under the floorboards yeah he, vi- he learned that from that other woman <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He violated He violated our family. He violated our home, Brittany said. Zayas would eventually plead guilty to first-degree burglary, burglary in 2023, part of a plea deal that involved, a pleading, involved pleading guilty to a number of other crimes, the most serious of which was killing a fellow inmate in the facility that he was being held while awaiting the burglary trial. Whoa. Because Zayas agreed to the plea deal, the maximum amount of time he'll spend is 20 years. Um, there's so much creepy stuff in the actual episode. Yeah. Uh, this that is, I'm already pretty creeped out. I mean, out. it's really creepy. She, okay, I'm just gonna tell you this one thing. Please. So she would, this woman, I, I don't know what she was doing, but she would spend the morning watching makeup tutorials and doing her makeup. Okay. okay, fine. Whatever. So he clearly knew that because he does a video of himself doing makeup. <gasps> Like he's doing a tutorial. Oh my god, this is so Silence of the Lambs. I it's can't even so handle Silence it. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> but he like draws a line down his yeah. face. I mean, it's really Silence of the Lambs. It's it's oh, so wow. crazy. Anyway, you kind of surprised watch you it. watched it. I you didn't keep I you out okay. too much. No, okay. well, for one thing, I already already read about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still would have watched it. Yeah. Okay, here's one that's a little less. Um, scary but it's more of like the person is living in your house with you i still don't know if this guy was i mean i don't know i don't really understand a college student known as maddie in north carolina believed 
that the strange things she was expecting fit all the hallmarks of textbook paranormal activity. Strange noises, missing clothes, and unexplained handprints. Then in 2019, she was living at the Summit at the Edge Apartments, not far from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. I've been having like pieces of clothing going missing, Um, like shirts and pants, Maddie, a junior at the time, said. It would turn out that there was nothing paranormal about Maddie's experience, but the truth was far worse. A 30-year-old man named Andrew Swoford was secretly hiding in her closet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How am I going to send my kids to college? Lord, just... live at home with me. Just go to community college. I just hear rattling in my closet. It sounded like a raccoon in my closet, Maddie said. I'm like, who's there? And somebody answers me. He's like, oh, my name is Drew. What? I open. <laughs> And she was like, and then I just thought I was a talking raccoon. <laughs> I opened the door and he's in there wearing all of my clothes. Fucking hell. My socks, my shoes. And he was, and he has a, a book full of, uh, sorry, a book bag full of my clothes. It's a terrifying situation for any person, but especially so for, so for a young college student accompanied only by roommates. Maddie called her boyfriend, but kept Swolford talking to distract him. While she waited, he tried on a hat of hers and checked himself out in the mirror. At one point, he complimented her looks and asked for a hug. Oh, God. But he never touched me, Maddie said. Swoford was quickly arrested, but Maddie oh. and the police were unsure as to how he got inside in the first place. Moreover, it wasn't the first time that Maddie and her friends had found strange men in their apartments. <sighs> Just two months earlier, they came home to find two strangers in their living room. Come on, men. They're- Stop it. God damn it. <laughs> their leasing office has changed the locks, had changed the locks back then, but it was apparently did little to stop Swafford from briefly moving in. I mean, he sounds pretty disturbed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just like the, uh, hi, yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. Like it's just all just casual. wearing your clothes in just, your closet. You know, I'm not the first guy <laughs> in your closet. Yeah. Imagine. Isn't that crazy? Imagine those are your college stories. That was amazing. Right. I feel like I've now... Uh, added a new uh, terrifying fear to my list. I'm so, I Um, feel so gratified. I think this is also a good um, lesson, not a lesson, maybe a a tip for for our paranormal um, Uh listeners that if you do suspect some paranormal activity in your life, just maybe double check that it's yeah. not a frogger. Could just be, don't worry, it's just a man in your walls. <laughs> yeah, it's not a ghost. It's just an actual human. Who may want to perform a surgery. <laughs> oh, yes. Who, who may be wearing your clothes and may imagine chopping you up. It's yeah. just true. Yeah, it's just true. He does it all the time. Oh, wow. That was so good and yeah. interesting and terrifying. Yay. Okay, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to How to Survive, Danielle. Christine. You just survived a school call in the yeah, middle of the day. I don't, know, I don't ever worry when I see the school calling because they call so often um, with absolute nonsense. For instance, okay, so last week I had to take my son out of school half hour early because for a doctor's appointment. And the guys, I go up to sign him out and the guy's like, oh yeah, you can't take him out at three. It's got to be before three. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, they, they, uh, that's what they say in the attendance office. And I'm like, but he has a, he has a um, doctor's appointment. It's really important. And he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, well, that's absolutely insane. So then my son happened to walk by. Yeah. This school of 3,000 people, he just happened to walk by. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting you. He's like, okay, let me just get my back. <laughs> so I say to the guy, I'm like, I don't know. And there's another woman there who also is trying to get her son out of school mm-hmm. early. And I'm like, this is insane. I literally get 20,000 emails every, and voicemails and texts and everything all day long. But I've never once heard that you can't get your kid out of school from 3 to 3.30. And he's like, yeah. He goes, they said there's a sign outside of the um, office. I go, I don't live at this school. How would I know that? I'm like the most embarrassing parent. I'm just like, how? How would I know that? Um, anyway, I took him. And what, <laughs> yeah, what's the reasoning? Be- oh, I'll tell you the reasoning. Because at three o'clock, the people, I said, do they go home? Like, is that why? Yeah. No, at three o'clock, they start doing the business of seeing to who, everyone who missed school that day. I'm like, but it's still school hours. This is your job. Anyway, point being, when the phone rings, I don't care, except that I 
picked up because it was a weird hour for them to be calling. And just so you know, it was just, uh, once again, uh, the Black Student Union calling me because they think I'm black, apparently. And it was someone singing Love Train inviting <laughs> me to the um, <laughs> the first in-person Black Student Union meeting of Please the go. school year. I think I should. I think they know that you're not, but they that you're so cool. Yep. I'm so cool. You yeah. Can you made imagine it if in. I show yes. up? You got an in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get oh my God, that all would be my day long dream. I get... I get black student union oh emails God. all day long. As a stand-up in the 90s, you have a lot of Venn diagram yes. right. type of... Right. Um, the voice you're hearing... Well, first of all, in the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive someone secretly living in your house. And now we're going to talk about how to survive not bringing down the house. Hey! How's that? With Stephanie Courtney! Oh, my God! No, you're absolutely allowed to talk whenever you want. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Um, I Thank you. That is an incredible tie-in. Thank you. That's, I was so proud of myself. Yeah, you really that, did some beautiful work there. Thank that you. Was With just switching two words or something right. and adding. That was lovely. Um, you may know Stephanie as uh, no big deal, but flow from the progressive commercials. Legend. <laughs> Also, we very much enjoyed her on the Goldbergs. Thank you so much. Uh, with our friend uh, Mindy Kaling. You were a part. Uh, Mindy, Mindy Sterling. Sterling. <laughs> I, I can't believe. Oh, she's going to kill me. Mindy Kaling never showed up. Not once. <laughs> no, um, it was Mindy Sterling. <laughs> and Mindy specifically said she hates when people do that. And I can't believe I just did that. Um, you know what we can do? Cut that shit right out. We yeah. can fix it. Uh, we, we just may have to do that. Um, first of all. I don't know if you guys know this, but like there's an actual flow Halloween costume. I mean, that's how like ubiquitous you are. Oh. And you were mentioned on SNL. Yes, a couple of times. Now, to be H, to be honest, I have a couple of friends who work on there now <gasps> just from the Groundlings connection. Awesome. So my friend Kent is a head writer. And then you've got um, Heidi and Mikey Day and, um, oh shoot, names. I don't mean to leave out names. But anyway, I do have a in. That's so cool, though. But yeah. how long have you been doing these commercials? So long. Since I shot the first one, December 21st, 2007. Wow. They started airing in 2008, so I think it's 16 come January. That's but fantastic. It's crazy. Did you ever expect? No. I mean, how could you? How could Not you? at all. Like... But one thing I noticed is like they, you know, on our first day of shooting, like I, when they started showing them, I'm like, oh, they kept that weird little improv thing. I don't even know if it makes sense, but they kept it. Because, uh -huh. So they were kind of respecting that this we're f discovering this together. Uh -huh. And I was like, I, you know how it is, like you audition for something. Oh, my God, I got it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's five lines. Oh, it's three. Oh, it's, uh -huh. I'm a I'm a face. Right. Like I'm just making a face. And so this I was like, oh, wait, they're like kind of using what I bring to this thing. How fun. So that was cool. Um, so then I was like, it sounds like, you know, if it works, it's a good, it's kind of a decent, like, chemistry that we've uh -huh. all got. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just kept going. I was shocked. You still perform with Groundlings, I right? do. Every Wednesday, I'm going to plug this, every yes, Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, 8 p.m., it's a show called The Crazy Uncle Joe Show. It's a long-form improv show. It's been running for, I think, 22 years. Oh, my God. We've been okay. doing it. Yeah. Whoa. And it's so fun. And it's okay. good time. Okay. We will... Definitely check that out. Yay. So, but it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows. No, my friend. So, what? Tell us the story of How the I night survived. it didn't go well. Yes. <laughs> okay, let me try to think. I believe I was still living. At, I have to remember the apartment. So I'm thinking this is probably 2001, 2000. 2001. And uh, I was seeing you, Danielle, yes. at open mics. Yes, that's how we knew each other. And we would be at these open mics with Retta and Tig Notaro yep. and Jackie Cation and Maria Bamford and, and Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis and, these, um, and Chris Harbick and these amazing names. Again, I punched the mic. Okay. Um, you can lift it up if it's oh, your way. Thank you. I just gesture too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, these amazing comics, it was such a great, you know, it was a great time at these open mics yeah. and just, just creativity. Yeah. And everyone respected it, I thought. It was a really great place, particularly yeah. like a few open mics that were really cool. And then I would go and do my set at a club and it would work or not. Uh-huh. Like it was largely based on my personality. Like I would act out things in my life. It wasn't like I wasn't a joke writer. Right. I was more like, you know, wouldn't you want to cast me after that 10 minutes? You <laughs> <Right>. know? And <laughs> so... Um, I and, remember some singing, am I right? And there was singing because yeah. if I could knit, I would have put that in there right. too. <laughs> right. It was seriously like a showcase. And um, But it was 
was really fun because at the open mics you can really try just telling a fun story and whatever. Yeah. But um, my manager Naomi was like, you know, there's a guy named Jamie Masada at the Laugh Factory, and you know, he comes. He's a lovely guy. This isn't about him. He's lovely. Um, and uh, she was like. If you were to showcase for him, he might get you on some road gigs. And it's a great way to make money because, right. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, was I broke right. all the time. And so um, I was like, yeah, they all, I'll, you know, I haven't done it in a while, but I'll put together my, like, proper six minutes or whatever. And I uh, I get there night of. I have my brand new, like, tight jeans. Like, it's like... <laughs> It's like early 2000s, so they're super low, you know, wasted uh-huh. and really tight until they flare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then a chunky nun shoe and uh, uh-huh. like probably, a, I think, a turtleneck, even though it was not turtleneck leather. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And then the beginning of my act, I don't know if you remember this, and not that you should. It wasn't great. I do remember I, the turtlenecks. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. I do remember you wearing turtlenecks. Well, I'm from New York. But um, so I had this, I found this like really dumb like paperback romance and then and it's, it, like, describes the woman's outfit in this really dated way. And that was sort of the joke. I'm like, oh, my God, this book is filthy and dirty, whatever. <laughs> and, like, I, I can barely get through it. And then I read what the outfit is. Like, can okay. you believe that? Like, you know, I didn't want to go to casual corner or whatever. Yeah, I can hear. I'm going to take a break because you're all laughing so hard. <laughs> um, but that was sort of my dumb beginning, right? That's how you opened. That's how I opened. Okay. I had this book. And um, so anyway. At the Laugh Factory. Well, yes, yes. Okay. So just for those, the the Laugh Factory starting with a book is already hilarious. The Laugh Factory is like a big club here. It's it's not a little you know open mic type of place. It's it's one of the three big clubs in Los Angeles. It's not where you try your wisp of charm (laughs) opener. Where like they don't get it. It's cool. Oh, you know they're nice people. They'll stick around for the second one. Right. So all right. I get there and I'm waiting to go on stage and the crowd it's an it's an open mic that's finishing up and the crowd mm. is going crazy. They are roaring. I can barely hear the woman who's going to introduce me next Wow! because she's like this guy's finishing. And I see this guy on stage and he's just like, "My name is Reggie and I survived burns over 70% of my body. And if I can do this, you can do anything." And I was like, "Reggie! Reggie!" And he's dancing and they're chanting Reggie. For for like two <laughs> minutes, for two minutes, I'm I'm chanting Reggie because he's a, he's a god. He's 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 got the crowd in the palm of his hands, and he loves them, and the they love him. The palm of his peeling of hands. Of his peeling hands, <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, it was the greatest night of his life. Oh my god! And then he gets off, and then this very nice um, MC who I'm sorry I can't remember because I was I tra- I'm traumatized from this night, and she she looks very preppy herself, and. And so she comes out and she's like, that was great. Oh, my gosh. Well, now it's time for a showcase. And, you know, I hear Jamie Masada's back there in, like, the dark part of the back of the room, whatever. And so I go up on stage and my new shoes and my new jeans don't bend. So I fall like a log on the stage. Like, so they're already, like, high from him. And then (laughs) I show up. And just fall. Before you get to the microphone? Yes. Before I get to the microphone, I'm dressed like I'm going to lead a PTA meeting with a book in my hand. (laughs) And I fall like my knees don't bend. Uh, (laughs) My shoes don't bend. And I'm down like a a line on the floor. And I like there's a gasp of like, you know, when there's like an explosion, like the air sucks in. And then, well, there's like a gasp and then they scream. Everyone screams laughing. Hilarious. They can't believe it. Stephanie. (laughs) I and I as I'm laying there on the floor, I'm like, don't get up. I'm like, I'm like, don't get up. You just go wait them out. Just no, like pretend I'm dead. Like just pretend. (laughs) And I wish I to God I pretended I was knocked out or dead. Because I got up and they were like, there was another wave of like, what is happening? Like, you're going to do this? So I get up. I could feel like the blood on my jeans because my knees are like scraped. And I get up and I get up and I'm like, what's the deal with casual corner, guys? And they were like, fuck yeah. They're like, get off stage. Boo. Boo. And I'm like, I opened my book with trembling hands. I'm like, listen to this passage. And I couldn't even finish. They were, wait a second. I'm sorry. They were literally booing you? They were literally at booing me. At the very start. After at you had just st- fallen. <laughs> yep. After I fell and I got up in my stupid jeans and shoes and I opened the, you know, I'm just like, hey, man, what's the deal with the casual corner? They're like, what? 
like what and they were just booing me and booing me to the point where I tried to get through my first joke and I was like well thank you very much goodbye and I'm like looking for an exit and I'm like I open a curtain and it's like where they keep the drinks on a tray and I'm like oh that's not it and then I walk down the stairs and as I'm leaving the building because I'm like I'm just gonna keep going as I leave the building I hear the lovely MC say you guys this is hard this is not easy to do this is they were like well then fuck you and it was so I was like I can't listen anymore I can't listen and I just to this day I'm like I wish I wish I never got up. I wish they had to carry me out. <laughs> like someone just dragged you by your Exactly. Body. Like sl- like that slow sling carry yeah. with like knees and arms and then just outside and I would have like bounded away like a deer. Oh I just would have been like, no, don't call an ambulance. I can't afford it. And just like, boing, 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 like out into the night. That's what I wish That would have been your set. That would... <laughs> Yes. And I bet they would have had a better time. They would have been like, oh, a woman fell. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. What amazing. You know, what a nice chaser to Reggie. Just a woman died on stage. Yeah. Well, and I did. Oh, my. Okay. So first of all, the, 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 the irony of them applauding this guy for having the courage to do something. You can do it. We can all do yeah. it. And then fuck you for falling down. I know. It's like. He just got burned. I thought he was like, supposed to. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to be inspiring. I think uh, they want they they tasted blood. They did not with Reggie. Reggie did a great job, but they tasted blood and they were like, yeah. It just felt like a feeding frenzy. It was crazy. Oh my I was God. just like, I literally couldn't be heard over the microphone. Then oh. Somewhere in my head, I'm like, I'm showcasing. Oh. Like this is my presentation. Oh my I'm like, just leave. Just leave. Just was get your out. manager there? Oh yeah, she was. It was so funny. She's Naomi Odenkirk. She's oh, married yeah. to Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. So I just was like, I'm getting in my car. I'm leaving. She's like, Yeah, why don't you? And so <laughs> later on, Bob calls, and oh. he's like, Listen, you bombed at the Laugh Factory. I got booed off stage at the Laugh Factory. A lot of people do. Yeah. Don't worry. So what? No one remembers anything. He's like, The nice part about this business is tomorrow there's another audition. And that was, I was so just, nice of I him. I know. I was like. Thanks, but I think I'm oh done. Oh my god! Did you cry all the way home? Because I, I seriously did. I really thought like I was. You know, it's like there's sometimes something happens, and you're like, I can't put that I'm an actor on my tax return. I can't put that I'm a performer, right? Because I can't. <laughs> I failed. Right. Like that's insane. Absolutely. And then just really, I think by that time. I was sort of like taking Groundlings classes and I was really like, oh, I love this improv thing. I love sketch. Mm-hmm. I love playing characters. I love putting on a wig and doing all that stuff. And um, and I could just see, you know, you guys at any open mic. It was just you're like, wow. And then I would see I remember I had to follow who was oh Kyle Dunnigan. I had to follow Kyle Dunnigan one time at the Aspen Comedy Festival. We were mm-hmm. in the same group. And I just remember looking at him and no matter what the crowd was, whatever, what mood they were in. He got them mm. laughing. He didn't mm. change his, I don't know, his point of view, his set, anything. Right. And I was, or Patton Oswalt or any of mm-hmm. you guys, and I was just like, wow, they are so good at this. They're so good. And for me, it was like, I had a great night. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, here's another great night. Yeah, right. Oh, no, no, no. You know? Yeah. No, so, I definitely experienced what you were saying. Yeah. You know? And so um, after that experience, I was just like, wow. Oh, my God. The Lord is trying to tell me <laughs> something. And did see? I was thinking, like, did you consider trying to play it off like you did it on purpose? Oh God! If I had taken like two more improv classes, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like still in basic or something, so I was I just even, like, I don't know how you would have played it off, no. but like, I don't know what the. I don't know how you guess and that unless I just kept hurting myself. <laughs> unless I unless I like got a concussion, just falling and falling oh my God. and falling, and then I would have like just damaged myself for life. Oh God. Picturing you having to park like three blocks away. Yes, of course. With your uncomfortable shoes and you're bleeding through your jeans, oh, sobbing. I'm bleeding because the shoes are uncomfortable. My knees are bleeding, and I'm just like, like uh, this manic kind of like, it's okay, it's, it's okay. Like oh just get in the car. God. And just how do you explain that? How do you say that? And I think like, I think two weeks later, I did an open mic and I just told the story, and I was like, this isn't a set. Like, and I have a feeling I'll never do a set again, but here's a story. It's a great <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, got a great story out <laughs> yes, of Yes, it. it's a great, <laughs> it's a great story. I don't think I've ever been to the Laugh Factory again. I'm terrified. I, okay. You know what? I did it once, I think. I mean, it wasn't as 
disastrous <laughs> as yours, but it didn't go well. Uh, I, I wasn't received. I mean, yeah, it was it was bad news. Did you follow Reggie? I didn't follow Reggie. <laughs> no one can follow Reggie. No one. Knowing me, closed. I would have said something inappropriate about his skin or <laughs> no. something and like thinking I was going to get them on my side no, and then no. just dead silence. Oh, you should have brought a book. Well, oh. you know, I have to just point out, you know, you've mentioned Kyle Dunnigan and Pat Oswalt like in their great nights. But, you know, they've also never walked out onto a stage in insanely low skinny jeans that flare <laughs> and no, big chunky heels. And That's a right. ribbed. A ribbed, thick ribbed turtleneck. I was yeah. like, I, where am I? I seriously was like, starting the Tupperware meeting, sit down, ladies. Yeah. Like, I remember doing a show where I decided I was going to wear high heels. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's tough. And like, I get nervous as a performer. So I, I realized as I was doing my set, my legs were shaking so hard oh, that you could, the people in the front could see my legs shaking. And I'm in heels, which I'm not naturally comfortable oh, in because who is? So funny. And just thinking about those elements, like as you're a woman performing, that you're like, do I look cute? Am I wearing the right clothes? Yeah. Right. And you're not comfortable that like is an element that like I don't think men are considering I as totally performers. Know. They're only just like, well, this is me. I'm being funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I spent money on the outfit. I spent yeah. an hour on the hair and the makeup, you know. Right. I, it's yeah, this whole other th- I think that for auditions too. I'm like, oh, Jaron. Yep. Yeah. Like they got me. Oh my god. Um <laughs> but I survived. Is, I'm alive. You did. Here's a, and thrived. <laughs> yes. You. Thank you. Here's a little sneak peek into how to survive. So we ask our guests for their topic, just the topic. So I don't usually know the full story. Or Chris, when you book the person, you don't necessarily know the full story. So Stephanie said, I have a story about falling down on my face at the Laugh Factory. (laughs) I did not know you meant literally. (laughs) I honest to God thought you meant like you ate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So this was a delightful twist of fate. Absolutely. I love it. Excellent. Excellent story. Literally physically survived it. Wow. Physically. Oh my God. And I've never met Jamie Masada, but but to me, he's the man who opens up the club on Thanksgiving for anybody who needs a meal. Like he's a seriously good guy. And um I don't think he exists, by the way. I think I think it's like Wizard of Oz. That's why he never called me but no, um yeah, so I never, so I, you know, I heard that he was in the back of the room, but it was right. like, it was kind of like Guffman. A few years passed, and I wrote a <laughs> sketch about it for the Groundlings where I was a woman who fell on her face and was seriously hurt. So I was, my back was to the audience. I was like, uh, 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 and then the, <laughs> there's two of my friends in the audience, they're like, tell a joke. And it's like, um, women in LA have so much plastic surgery, their faces look like this. And they're like, we can't see it. Like, stuff like that. And then I roll over and my upper body's hanging over the stage and my friend's holding That's on. so funny. So I worked through it. I love that. And I worked I through it. I love that. That's so funny. It owned it. I was so like, now I can, after that show is finished, I'll put this costume to bed and... Amazing. This costume. <laughs> I'll put this wig <laughs> in my drawer and I, I dealt with it. Amazing. It was before therapy. So that was how I would deal with things. Yeah, through sketch. Write a sketch about it. Right. Uh, oh, I definitely did the same thing. Um, <laughs> sometimes to just um, tears, no co- no laughter whatsoever. Just uh, still a wig, though. Still, still a wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it was in a mirror, uh, but. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much. The story was amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we finally got you oh on. Oh my gosh, there oh was a God. lot of push. There was COVID. There was you, you had COVID. Then Chris had COVID. Oh so there God. was a lot of lots of yes. COVID back and forth. I mean, I think she gave it to me, but <laughs> through the yeah, yeah, just osmosis. I've been coughing through your window. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I liked your wig though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm writing a sketch. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my God. God. Well, thank you for having me. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. I hope I didn't curse too much. No, no, no. We don't care. <laughs> and I don't even know if you did, but we don't care anyway. And we're just so happy you were Yay. here. Yay. Thank you for having me. And we'll be right back with what did we learn today? <gasps> Danielle. Yeah. Christine. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? So ready. The new Netflix doc series, Escaping Twin Flames, unravels the tangled web of the Twin Flames universe run by Jeff and Shalia Ayan. It's one of the oldest ideas about love and romance that exists, that there's one perfect person for everyone, a soulmate or a twin flame. That's bananas. Some people prefer to use a hot tub before a sauna session as the warm water can help to relax the muscles and prepare the body for the heat of the sauna. Oh, that's interesting. Additionally, the hot tub can help to increase blood circulation and promote sweating, which can help to flush toxins from the body during the sauna session. 
Huh. It has huh. to be warm, though. Uh, See, oh, yeah. It can't be 32 <laughs> degrees out. And and the hot tub's also 32 yeah. degrees. You know, I got it a slightly wrong. Ooh, here's some good information. Keeping a snake in captivity means that it is more likely to live a long and full life. Many pet snakes live an average of 15 to 30 years, depending on their quality of care and the species of snake. Whoa. This means that adopting a pet snake can lead to a longer commitment than you may expect. It sounds like you need to get a 23-year-old yeah. snake. we got to get a fucking <laughs> really think, old I think snake. you really uh, need to... We get one with an ARP card. Yeah. Froggers make the best roommates. You never know they're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, Karen. If you fall, just get back up and keep going to the nearest exit. Yes. That's agreed. perfect. Um, I want to thank our listeners yeah. for tuning in and being the best listeners of all podcast listeners. You know what? I've I've checked out some other podcast listeners, and they are not no. as cool Well, as our ours. listeners really listen. They do. You they, can't just call yourself a listener if you don't listen. No. You got to put in the work. You're not a bot. You're doing your work here. Yeah, you got to actually hear what's going on and comprehend it. And we appreciate that here yeah, at How do. to Survive. And we want to thank you. Yep. And we salute you. We do. And until next time, remain calm. Oh no, we got to stay together. I missed it. I missed I, my cue. So weird. It was so not like you. What's you happening? Hypothermia. It's it's, it's after effects of the hypothermia. You don't just naked and burrow. You also miss your oh. cues. Okay, ready? Remain, Remain calm. calm.